everybody. It's Mike Rosso, Film Photography Podcast. We have a very special show today. Special. <laughs> He's been silent. <laughs> we have two special guests from The Impossible Project. I'm thrilled. Some of the regulars are here as well, like Matt Mirage. Hey, how's it going today, guys? Leslie Lazenby. Hi, everyone. Mark O'Brien. Hi, everyone. And special guest, George Weiss. Hey, how's it going? And Patrick Tobin. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having us. Great, great, great. George came to visit me a week or so ago, and we came up with the idea, like, oh, why don't you guys come by? Because uh, folks that that listen to this show... <laughs> what show? They um, know that I'm a... a a Polaroid fanatic. I mean, back in the day at the launch, you know, when uh, uh, a Doc and the gang rolled out Impossible Project film for Polaroid cameras, I guess so many years have gone by that I guess I should say that for folks listening who don't know, who are new to the show, that the Impossible Project makes, because you can't just assume people know everything. Right. That's right. The Impossible Project makes integral film for Vintage Polaroid cameras, right. plus yeah. film, as well as yeah, film, film for our for own cameras, right? Their new camera. So if you have a Polaroid camera that's sitting in, you know, your mom or grandpa's attic, you know, whether it's a SX70, Polaroid 600, you know, the one steppies. What do you mean by integral, Mike? Does that mean my Auto 100 will take it? <laughs> well, I, I, I talk about like really lay person terms. Like I, I call it the film that spits out of the front of that'll your do it that tells yep. everybody what they yep. need to know you know and yep. as, as time goes by my terms also don't mean anything anymore i used to say <laughs> you know the film james garner shoots what who who yeah. this is polaroid's new time zero one step i know what you're talking about oh good 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 <laughs> i've seen those ads if you have a camera and god i get so many emails and i'm, I'm guessing you guys get a ton of emails too mm-hmm. everyone emails me about the the white sx70 with the with yep. the rainbow stripe. Yeah. Yep. You know what we get actually a lot, too, is um, people have the Model 95s mm-hmm. um, or yeah. you know some of those old ones that Absolutely. take the, 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 the roll film, roll the instant roll, roll film. Roll. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, basically any Polaroid camera introduced after 1972, or I should say most of them, we don't make film for the Joy Cam or the, inst- or the uh, what's it called, uh, <laughs> the iZone. We don't make the iZone film, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can't forget about Spectra, too. Yeah. Do, yep. do make. Yes. So do make. Yeah. Spectra SX70-600. Right. And, uh, and then our own iType cameras, yeah. Mm-hmm. 8x10 as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, Don't forget, forget 8x10. 8x10. Yeah. Yep. I know this is an old story, but can you encapsulate how this began? Like, the, the, what is the impossible story? So, uh, people that have been listening, they sure. get up now, go in their fridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a commercial a break. break for the rest of the, uh, for those familiar. But, um Basically, what Im- what impossible is uh, is uh, you know our t- two of our our two founders uh, basically met at the Polaroid uh, factory closing in the Netherlands, the closing reception I should say. Uh, you know, Polaroid had this plan to phase out their instant film. Uh, you know, what really wasn't making sense, I guess, for them to make film on this grand scale that they had been. It, it, you know, instant film was kind of becoming uh, less and less relevant, uh, you know, in the digital age. Uh, but uh, so, so in 2008, Polaroid discontinued their film. Uh, and at, like I said, at the closing, uh, closing reception, of the factory, the last factory in the Netherlands, uh, two of our founders met and decided, you know, hey, this is this is an important medium still. You know, they didn't want to see it die and uh, hatched this plan to uh, get some investors together and, and purchase uh, the last remaining factory uh, and all the production equipment included in it and, uh, and then, you know, start uh, making our own film and, and keeping this, this film format alive uh, because it really is an incredible technology. I'm grateful that we have this film to, to use still. If I wasn't working for the company, I'd still be shooting it. You know? Likewise. Now, did you guys come to the company because you're film fanatics? Like, what, what, what drew you to? Yeah. I actually, uh, I actually met uh, Anne 
Bowerman and Dave Bias. Uh, well, I should say I, I became friends with them on Flickr years and years ago. That's how we met. Too. Yeah, that's how George and I met. But uh, maybe 2006 or seven, um, I really started getting into instant film and became friends with uh, with Ann Bowerman and Dave Bias, who started the U.S. office for Impossible. And uh, I was living in Massachusetts at the time. My wife and I moved to New York in 2011, and I said, you know, Ann and Dave, I got to get involved. You know, I get me, get me, bring me in. Um, and so I started, uh, yeah, 2011, um, and been with the company ever since. And there have been a lot of changes and a lot of fun things happening, um, over the years. How about you, George? How did you get involved? Um, kind of the same way as Patrick. I was also, uh, on Flickr sharing photos and, and, uh, you know, talking to people who, who were passionate about instant film. Also in 2011, I reached out I saw a Craigslist ad, and I was uh, living in Pennsylvania at the time, so I worked for Impossible um, temporarily, refurbishing uh, 600 cameras, and uh, have been involved with the company on and off ever since. So did did a bit of everything since since then. And since uh, a few years ago, uh, everything's been kind of restructured. So now it's it's there's, there's no retail store anymore in the U.S. Right. Yeah. The, the retail store in the gallery closed in October 2014. Um, and uh, yeah, so just offices now uh, in the U.S. You know, maybe someday we might have another retail right. space. I can't say for sure. But, um, you know, our film is available in a yeah. lot of different stores around. Camera yeah, store yeah camera stores. Urban and, Outfitters. Yeah, exactly. Uh, George, I know you shoot not just instant film, but you shoot all sorts of... Pretty much every format. Every yeah. format. Okay. How about yourself, Patrick? Um, yeah, I... Uh, for the longest time now, I've primarily shoot instant. I mean, I have a soft spot for it, as you okay. know. Um, but I do shoot some thirty-five millimeter. I mean, I've I've gone through phases. I've shot, you know, shot one hundred and twenty, um, one twenty-six cartridge film. I don't know if right. you remember, Ferranio oh, was yeah. making that mm-hmm, stuff for mm-hmm. for many years, and I loved that. Um, but yeah, mostly mostly instant for me. The big thing lately for me has been the eight by ten. Finally, finally got into that. And it's a it's a whole different experience. I've always been kind of a quick, kind of in the moment shooter, but something uh, something really good about slowing down and and checking everything twice and setting up that big camera. It's uh, a process, yeah. George. If you don't mind, because you know I have yet to shoot eight by ten, so there's still a mystique about it. Of course, Matt. You know, when I first met Matt, he had his eight by ten on his back. <laughs> nice, yeah, he nice. did. Uh, for the folks listening who haven't shot eight by ten, can you just tell me a little bit, um, like, what camera you use? And, like, what's the process? Like, because people think, oh, instant 8x10, like it just spits out the front. <laughs> no, 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 nothing like that. And you shake so, it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, Much more complex. Yeah, you can use pretty much any um, 8x10 camera. Okay. You just need to have the uh, Polaroid holder and processor. So the Polaroid um, processor is basically like it's a large, heavy machine, but really all it is is, um, is a set of rollers. So the same way a 600 camera, an SX-70 ejects the film through the rollers. Um, with the 8x10 camera, you use the holder put it into the processor and it pulls the uh, the image through the through the rollers and spreads the chemistry. So it works exactly in the same way, but unfortunately there's no 8x10 camera where the photo no, spits yeah, out right, of it. Right, right. Yeah. Are you uh, both you guys are you both are both you guys still on Flickr? Yeah. I, I I've kind of fallen off a little bit. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I occasionally update still, but it's been Yeah, a I'm not while. as active as yeah. I used to be, but I'm still there. Do you post your eight by ten work, George? Uh, I've, I've posted some on Instagram and, okay. and places like that, but yeah, it's that's kind of like my new Flickr. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, everything that I, all my pic, instant pictures, I, I post on Instagram. Okay, yeah. cool. And I'm guessing you shoot the black and white and the color. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot of demos and like sort of teaching with the eight by 10. And, uh, for that I shoot black and white just because it develops so quickly and it's a lot you know easier to, to kind of show people yeah. when, when it develops really quickly, but the color has got a really nice palette and it's just beautiful, beautiful film. Uh, let's take a quick break. Not a commercial break, but a break. Let's read. A qu- let's, let's randomly p- pick a letter. I know. I just pulled that out of my hat. Do we need a drum roll? Do you, do, you, do you want one of these emotional ones that I don't want to read because I'm too tired and I'll get choky? <laughs> you, you choose. Well, we get a lot of emails, ton of emails. And then and here we have people, you know, uh, God bless you folks. Typing us letters on a typewriter. Oh wow! Because I thought he said he was without clothes. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, we're, we we like analog technology. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. I 
had this one from Mark. Let's let's just now. While we're looking for a letter, uh, do you guys listen to vinyl LPs? Oh yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. Right. oh of course. <laughs> That's what the other way you, you know, listen to vinyl LPs. The analogy I always use when people we frequently do um, you know sales events, promotional events, and you know people will come up to us and we'll they'll say what is this? I didn't realize this film was made anymore. And you know we say yeah, you know get out your camera, just like you said earlier in the show. Um, and pe- sometimes people will say, why, what's the point of this? You know, like they don't, they don't quite get it. They don't click. And I say, yeah. and they say, why would you shoot this when you have digital? And, you know, but I say to them, it's such a different experience, you know? And like I said, the analogy I always use is vinyl records because vinyl records have that crispy sound. They have the, this u- unique sound that MP3s don't have. And the same can be said for film. You yes, know, it's got this car- Exactly. And it's got a texture and a color palette. It's just a different experience. So it's funny that you mentioned vinyl records. Yeah. Well, I listen to vinyl records every day. Yeah. I have a set up here in the office. I have a set up at home. I'm a vinyl record fanatic as much as I, I am a Polaroid fanatic. Oh, good. Yeah. What, uh, what do we have there, Mark? Well, let's see. We have a letter from Rollin Banderob. My dad's Argus is the title of the, of the email. <laughs> Argus. <laughs> Argus, oh, yeah. Geez. Appropriately Uh, read by Mark O'Brien from Ann Arbor, Michigan. My dad's Argus C20 is broken. Sad face. He says something with a film wind is busted. Maybe stripped gear or such. Ideally, he does not want a replacement, but repair the camera he has had since new. new. Took on on many trips, and I'd love to be able to help him. I don't remember who on the podcast is the Argus expert. I guess that's me. (laughs) But if any direction for help you could point me in would be greatly appreciated. I'll get back to that in just a minute because there's a few more things you discuss. Is there an FPP episode where you have discussed the pros and cons of the various bulk film loaders now available? I always used to use the Watson and see there are a couple of others available now. And I, before I get back into film, I'd like to know I'm still listening to through the, all the old FPP shows. If you do anything about 35 millimeter reels, I highly recommend the Hughes ones. I think these would be the, the, the metal reels. Mm-hmm. Expensive, but the sprocket catch system is so fast to use and helps start the film straight. Well worth the expense in my experience. Kind regards, Roland Banyarab, Director of Photography, FSBOHomes.com, The Row and Rohu Photography. On Facebook, Rohu and Rohu on Instagram. Well, Roland, <laughs> I hate to tell you this, <laughs> but the Argus C20 was introduced about 50 to 55 years ago. I'm afraid finding parts for one, it would be pretty much impossible. And it's even harder, even harder finding well, one that works. Don't use that, that word. Works. We know nothing's impossible. Pun intended. Yeah. 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 That's why we chose it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard finding one of these still in working condition, number one. They weren't the best of the, the Argus cameras when they came out. They were sort of similar to the, some of the uh, Kodak ponies in operation. Good luck if you can find one. Um, but as far as repairs go... I can't vouch for anything because, as I recall, they're a lot different than the Argus C3s, and which are easily repaired with parts. But the C20s, not so much. Is he better off just finding a replacement? Just a replacement if you can find one. There should be some on the bay. Probably go for less than 10 bucks. And this is a 620 or a 120? No, it's a 35 millimeter. 35 millimeter. Yeah, okay. 35 millimeter. You never know. You could always maybe uh, scruff up the body to look like the one your dad had. <laughs> Absolutely. Put some tobacco smoke all over it, whatever. Yeah. You know how they are. Do we have another one? Yeah. All right. This one is from Dale Meller. Hello, Mike and the FPP. I can't wait to hear your first podcast back from break in 2017. In the meantime, I've got a question, if you please. Since I haven't had any time for class on developing my own 35mm film yet, it's been way too many years since I was in the darkroom. I plan on sending some rolls I took in January uh, on a trip to Yellowstone to the darkroom, as suggested by you guys. Here's my dilemma. I protect the photos from airport x-ray machines with a lead-lined bag I bought online. So how do you suggest I ship film to the darkroom? I've been told post office routinely x-rays all packages, and I don't want my time and efforts to have been wasted. Thanks in advance for your help. Sincerely, Dale Miller. What, what is everyone's a thought and opinion on sending your film through the x-ray at the airport? The air, oh, the airport? Yeah. Oh, the airport, if it's going to go multiple times. Well, I guess he, he protected his film using yes, the lead line bag. That's done. You know, this gen has film sweats. He does. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. But now places. he's worried about just mailing it. No, right. Like, and I would sweats. recommend mailing it because yes. U.S. mail, they do not irritate or x-ray seeds or they'll sterilize them. Mm-hmm. So that's a safe route. 
Is that right? That's right. So they don't x-ray, U.S. Postal Service doesn't x-ray anything? Only if it's or? suspicious. Yeah, okay. Mm. Leaking some white powdery substance. Okay. Um, animal chirping, bird chirping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder if that, you could. No. I wonder if you could just mail it in the... The bag and just request to have it returned. Oh, that might look more suspicious. You, mail it in the lead could, bag. Absolutely. So here's the issue with putting it in the lead bag. When you go to the airport, the lead bag is just asking to have a bad day, usually. If it were to go through an x-ray and it is in the lead bag, all they do is crank it up until they can see through until it. Until they can so see through it. So by that time, oh. your film is already ruined. Yeah. Yeah. You can always yeah. ask for the hand check. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what and I if do. If they're having yeah. a good day, cool it happens. It. Yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah. standard, standard chip-ins. traveling overseas or a lot of places like that and you're really concerned it's going to get zapped a lot develop it on site mail it to yourself Mm -hmm. yeah i've done that before i I visited some relatives my cousin and his family live in arizona and i went and visited them years ago and wanted to take i was there for like two weeks and i knew i wanted to take a lot of instant photos so i mailed a package ahead to them of uh this was like peel apart film some type 80 film and some polaroid 600 this was before impossible uh was making film it was fine. So, um, and then with when traveling through x-rays, I always just have ha- film hand-checked. I just carry it in a separate tote bag in my carry-on and just ask them, and they're usually accommodating about it. I've taken it through a carry-on many times and have never really had an issue. Yeah. You know, a lot of times if you put it in a Ziploc and they see what it is, it's clear, you go through. Yeah. yeah. I think it's not, yeah, I think there's really nothing to worry about. No, it's, just, it's usually good. Mm-hmm. And, and at the airport, if you're up front about it they're usually mm-hmm. cool now, yeah. now at columbus they they know me already they're like oh, it's hand <laughs> check time yeah. they see yellow boxes yeah like, oh, move on yeah they, they probably are are more weirded out by the cameras because right. i actually years ago was traveling with remember the old color pack polaroid cameras oh, those plastic oh, yes. boxy ones i was traveling with, with uh through an airport with a couple of those and they were they the, the tsa did not know what the hell they were they were thinking that they were they asked if i think they were i think they thought they were receipt printers or something and i said no no these are cameras so the, the you know this polaroid 680 camera they probably wouldn't understand what that is but the film probably my local tsa the, guys love all the analog cameras yeah. they they pulled out my xa once and they were like what is this? Oh my gosh, this isn't digital. Oh my, where'd you get this? Where can really? I buy a film for it? And I'm like, I'm just selling them the whole time. <laughs> what the airport do you use? Because I can't get like, uh, John, John TSA Glenn. to even like they like they usually don't have much of a personality. That's one way to put they it. They are younger. They're definitely younger. The ones that are interested. What in airport? It, but, uh, John Glenn, so Columbus. Oh, I thought he said like, John Lennon Airport. I was yeah, like, where's that I'm airport? Not familiar with that one. <laughs> no, it's 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 a neat little place though. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you th- I think uh, we'll take a quick break, but on this break, let's let's I'm going to air some of those old-timey uh James Garner Marriott Hartley spots where they're like, you know, kind of like a bickering couple. Yes, they are. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be right back. This is Polaroid's new Time Zero One Step. Pretty. Why is it black? Oh, you'll know it's the Time Zero One Step. And here's the world's fastest developing color. You see it in seconds now, not minutes. Look at that color. Why a Time Zero one step? It comes with a pack of Time Zero Super Color Film and this made-for-each-other pack. Certainly are made for each other. Just like coffee and cream. Rolls and Royce. Or me and you. Try ham and cheese. Hey folks, Michael Rosso here. I want you to be a beta tester for our brand new FPP online store. That's right, a brand new store. Go to filmphotographyfun.com That's just a temporary URL that we're using. filmphotographyfun.com and check out our brand new online store. The exciting thing about the brand new FPP store is that there are some items in this new store that are not in the old store. Starting today, April 1st, 2017, we now have the Lomography F-squared 35mm film. We've been chatting about it here on the FPP podcast. Now you can grab a roll. We also have the brand new Kodak Tri-X 4x5 in 10 sheet. That's right. A small, cute little box of 10 sheets of Kodak Tri-X. Is 126 cartridge film your thing? I know it's mine. We dug deep into the back of the fridge and found some 126 expired film that is now in this brand new FPP online store. Give it a shot. Let us know what you think. Filmphotographyfun.com is the temporary URL. Filmphotographyproject.com, as it stands with our original store, is still online as well. 
Thanks a lot, folks. Let's get back to some more show. Patrick, fifth Earl of Litchfield, is also a professional photographer. Even when he's not working, he likes to keep his hand in. With the Olympus XA2. It's so fast, it doesn't miss a shot. There's no lens cap or case. Just slide back the cover and shoot. The XA2 has a 35mm Zico lens, simple focusing, automatic exposure, and a flash unit. The Olympus XA2, what a pro uses when he's not taking pictures. This year, 2017, Polaroid Week is April 16th through the 21st. That's right, the 16th through the 21st of April is Polaroid Week. Dig out your Polaroid. If you don't have one, ask your mom, your dad, your grandpa. Get their Polaroid and start shooting. The FPP online store is fully stocked with Impossible Project film for Polaroid cameras. Just added to the store are some three-packs of Impossible Project film, and we are now restocked with Spectra film. That's right, Impossible Project film for your Polaroid Spectra camera. Let's make this an instant month. Shoot some instant film. Hey, we're back. So we're going to go go over some films really quick. Let's talk about The Impossible Project because uh, shooters were hounding you guys forever. Like, oh, my God, when are you guys going to launch a camera? When are you going to launch a camera? When's a camera? Camera, 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 <laughs> Did you guys announce that at, like, um, Photokina? It might have actually been Photokina or CES, one of the, one of the trade shows. I don't remember exactly. Um, but yeah, so it launched in May of last year. Okay, yeah, at Moma Design Store. At the yeah, exactly. We had uh, an exclusive launch with the Moma Design Store in New York for for two weeks before it hit other retailers. Um, but uh, I don't remember if it was announced previously to that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, well, first of all, you know, folks who shoot impossible film, folks who shoot Polaroid film, uh, I think everyone will agree here are extremely loyal. They are passionate. Oh, yeah. And passionate. Yeah. Yeah. So throughout the years of Impossible, even with those early uh, films that you know weren't that great, everyone was like loving it. Still supportive, yeah. Because they, they wanted to, I think they wanted uh, to the see... The to that, Exactly, to see yeah. it succeed and, and, and to do well. And to, I mean, it was always, it's always been an evolving thing, you know, um, yeah. our film since the beginning. Um, and uh, I think people have been supportive of that and they wanted to kind of be a part of it. You know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's few things as iconic as those square photos with the white border. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think anyone wanted them to go away. And yeah. as 2017, I mean, the emotions of everything's kind of like at a good place. The color's nice. The black and white has a nice, excellent, excellent look to it. It is so beautiful. So the only like big complaint is like time factor. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, as you said, the the film has gotten to this incredible level of consistency and stability. Um, that you didn't see with the much earlier versions. Um, and the ease of use, too, um, has gotten a lot better. I mean, you know, our film still is light-sensitive, the color film at least, so you do need to shield the photos from, from sunlight at least uh, when they eject from the camera. And yes, the color film still takes about 20 minutes to develop. Um, the black and white's about five. Uh, but otherwise, in terms of the final results, it's really solid now. Um, and the film, as I said, is much easier to use. You know, right. I, I feel much, I feel very comfortable now with the current film. I feel very comfortable giving a camera to somebody who's never shot the film before and give them a pack of the current film. And, and you know, you, I feel confident that they can get good results now. You know? Yeah, definitely. And that, I mean, those two issues that we, we hear about with the light sensitivity and the development time are both, uh, Top priority, and yeah. there should be some significant yeah. developments in the. In I mean, the as as a as a long time shooter, it's almost like those things don't bother me anymore. Like I'm, I'm just yeah. so used to it. Yeah, we're over it. We're, we're yeah. moving on. We're creating with it. It's part of the experience, yeah. honestly. Now. I guess yeah. it's new shooters. Yeah, who have to sort of like be taught. Yeah, but even the casual users. I feel like because so I do customer support for the company, and George uh, did customer support for a, a while with us too. 
even the casual users or the new users, I think that they accept the the the, the different handling requirements. Oh, they're, you know? they're very oh, accepting yeah. of it. So it's I, so magical that it just yeah. goes right past yeah. them. Oh. You know what? It's just like oh. yeah. working retail. The new shooters that come in for it. It's, Where do you work, Matt? Oh, Midwest Photo. Cool. So okay. In cool. Columbus. So we. That's probably one of our number one online products now. Is the impossible great to hear. stuff? Just, yeah. Yeah, it's excellent. But the. Folks walking in, you know, you have your regulars and you have your film junkies. You know, they're like, oh, can I get some more film? (laughs) And they only only have enough money for like one or two packs at a time. That's it. But then there's kids coming in now. And I'm I'm not like talking kids like their mom's waiting in the car, kids like 12 to 12 to 15. And they've got grandma's like 600 and it's like a 600 job pro. And you're like, wait, that's grandma's camera? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Uh, But. And you just tell them how it works, and they're great with it because because they're going to just pour all of their allowance money. And it's a new experience for them. They don't, you know, that's the thing is is the people who were shooting the Polaroid film, they have this sort of, um, they have this all built up in their head of yeah. what they expect from the Polaroid film, mm-hmm. and then when they see our film, okay, you know, there's this different these different handling requirements. But again, our film is not Polaroid film; it's this new film, and people who are new to it are much more, I think, understanding of whole process that's one of the things i love about it too is that um you know for people our age who grew up with it or or you know remember it it's like super nostalgic but then for kids to see it who who didn't grow up with it it's 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 like magic yeah Yeah. it definitely is it's so it's so great to see someone see it for the first time like that yeah and even now the junkies uh locally to columbus have stopped complaining because we have spectra and they're like now we have spectra now they have nothing to complain about (laughs) and they're they're buying more film again isn't that the most overlooked camera it's they're the really fantastic. Sadly, cameras. yeah, it is fantastic. And I, I don't know what the what the barrier is. No, but the wide square. format's really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, square, man. Maybe, yeah, it's just it's just a, how about it's just a modified square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a wider also, square. They're also much more versatile cameras than your yeah. typical six hundred series cameras. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. all of the features that they have. And some of them have like have glass lenses, Absolutely. yeah, right? yeah. Too? Yes. yeah, and you can trick and them into doing autofocus too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. force yeah. yeah. So don't pass one of those up. Yeah. yeah. Number one, yes, there's film. Number two, yes. it's a great camera. Mm-hmm. So rather than relying on vintage Polaroid cameras, Impossible uh, released their own camera. What? T- tell me about the rollout. How did that go? It went well. I, mean, I think that uh, people were excited to finally, you know, see some hardware uh, to go along with the film. I mean, we're we're still, uh, of course, planning to support the old format cameras, you know, the SX-70s, the 600s, and the Spectras. But it's it's the i1 is is our first, you know, true analog um, instant camera. Uh, and uh, it's it's a cool alternative to the the vintage cameras. It's sort of the similar, the same experience. You know, it's a point and shoot um, just as the Polaroid cameras uh, were. But it gives you some some extra creativity. Yeah, some versatility. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. You, if you use the app, you can do things like double exposures and... Uh, light painting, Whoa. You, uh, yeah. dial in the aperture and shutter speed with manual mode. Um, yeah. Uh, and also you can trick it into do, doing double exposures the same way you can with a Spectra camera. Yep. So, Is that right? Yeah. So yeah, hold down the shutter button and then turn the camera off and then yeah. you can release, turn it back on, take a picture and then there's your double exposure. Nice. I forgot to mention, because I just assume everyone knows, but the camera you got from your grandmother or, and any Polaroid camera because I still I get tons of emails and I can't believe I don't cut and paste and save these responses. <laughs> I do it the whole thing all over again. I'm, Patrick, I hope you like have like templates. I do, a but couple. I do. I have a couple, but I I'm, I'm used to you know doing the same answers too a lot of the time to yeah. customers, but uh, I mean, I've been with this company for 6 years now and I have said the same things over and over right. again. I like saying them, you know. I I, I nerd out when I talk about this the stuff. The vintage so cameras have no battery. The batteries in the film. I mean, how unique yeah, is that? Yeah. yeah, all the time I get people who email and say, "Where do I get the batteries for this thing?" And so, yeah, people don't. It? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People didn't real don't realize uh, it. You that know? is, I think, the most. You know, for uh, someone who wants to dabble but isn't going to maybe embrace. I've embraced. So when I have my Polaroid One Step SX70, load a new pack, flip the door. And the entire pack ejects yeah. because oh, of the yeah. mechanism no problem. Yeah. It's just like you don't know what, like, ah, you don't know what to do. That knows just, what that is. Basically, the, the, um, I kind of know what it is. Basically, the, this, I think that these, the, the contacts, uh, are not, basically, the, the, it's not, 
to corrode like, it or something. Yeah, exactly. There might be some corrosion on that contact at the back of the camera when you know when you put that pack in yeah. and it makes contact uh, with the back of the camera. It's not finishing its its cycle Same. as it should. As I say to Matt all the time about lots of subjects, I'm like, I'm over it. Like, <laughs> like I just expect if I'm testing a camera that this may go horribly wrong, but I feel <laughs> bad communicating that to a new shooter because you it's may... as bad as you're telling them off. You yeah. may have yeah. to sacrifice $25 to test this camera you found in, in the garage. Yep, yep. Or see if you can find somebody who maybe has an extra uh, empty yeah. pack, an empty yeah. pack with they just the battery. Yeah. And I we always test it for We them. always have That's testers. Good. We always yeah. have yeah. testers. Yeah, just so, pack. So, yeah. it's yeah. not 100%, um, but it's spitting it out one at a time. That's a good sign. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I have so, them. You have them. Yep. Everyone that shoots frequently, like, I, here they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. You know, as a matter of mm-hmm. fact, these are the empties. Uh, Patrick, uh, thank you very much. Remember, you sent us some samples. Yeah. Yep. We had a Polaroid party here. Oh, yes. Uh, last year. Was that last year? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yes. And uh, these packs, an empty pack, you just load the pictures you don't like right. back into or it. Yeah. even the cover. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Black and cover. a cover. Mm-hmm. I usually put one picture back in an empty pack with the cover. There you yep. go. Perfect tester. But the person who emails me who found Grandma's camera doesn't have a pack, you know, a tester pack, so they have to invest the twenty five. Looks tough, right? Yeah, that's like tough. Yeah, they may not know Embrace someone it. who has an em- empty pack. As it's well. part yeah. of the experience, kind of. I mean, I know it's it's not a it's not a an inexpensive hobby, but. I remember when I first got uh, my I got my first SX70. There was a lot of trial and error because again the 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 film speed is so much slower than the 600. Uh, so I remember putting 600 film in the SX70, and you remember having to feed it in with the paper under underneath yeah. because of the the two Tabs. little nubs on the yeah. bottom of the cartridge. I I remember when I first got it, I wasted several packs of of the 600 film because of the the exposure difference. You know the film speed difference. So you, having you didn't to know. No, I didn't know at the time, and so I'm I'm People realizing. Still don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the time, and I'm and I'm also um, realizing that I'm shooting indoors without flash, so I'm getting very yellow, overexposed, blurry images. So you know, it's it is part of the adventure. It's, it's part of the labor experience. of love. Yeah. Right. And Patrick, um, where did you get your first Polaroid camera? Like, where did it come from? My first Polaroid camera. Um, was a Christmas present, um, and I had a 600, kind of like this one here, this round green one, except mine was blue, which you've the seen whale. before. The whale. Yes, the whale. <laughs> You're holding yes, the frog yeah, I got there. the turtle, or the frog, yeah. yeah. We, we, <laughs> we sometimes call them the turtle, but yeah, but yeah it, was a, it was a blue round camera that I got uh, from, from uh, I think, from my parents for Christmas. And then when I really got into it, I started buying cameras uh, on eBay. I got... Uh, one camera, um, one of the SX70 Sears special. Do you yes. remember those ones oh, with, yeah, that, yeah. with that really cruddy uh, skin. skin on it mm-hmm. that crumbled off? Um, I got one of those at an antique store in in Cambridge, Massachusetts, where I am from Massachusetts, and I I got one there, and and then some through eBay, some right. you know, to find mm-hmm. at thrift stores. How about but. you, George? Where did you get yours? First? They were always around the house as a kid, so oh, uh, cool. I know the first photo of me taken was a uh, was a Polaroid. It's uh, me in the crib with uh, my uncle. <laughs> giving me a teddy bear um and that was on my christmas tree this year um but so they were always around and i was familiar with them but eventually i think i saw an sx70 at a thrift store and i was like that thing looks cool and uh i wasn't i wasn't sure what the status of the film was but this was probably around 2005 or 6 and uh picked it up and started googling and here we are (laughs) yeah yeah that's awesome yeah that's awesome. So the new camera, do you, you guys, I guess you, you both shot with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Is it uh, Android yet? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It yeah. is now. Yeah. I hadn't yep. checked in a while. Yep. So the i1, you don't need the app. That's just sort of like an added bonus. Sure. Um, I mean, with the i1 camera itself, as I said, it's a point and shoot, so you can turn it on and just go out and start I think shooting. that's kind of the beauty of it is that if you mm-hmm. want it to be a, a simple point and shoot like your 600 camera, you can yeah. use it that way, but if you want to kind of unlock some more features you have that that option there you yeah go. and there's no the, yeah. the battery there's a battery in this camera. yes right so this is this is our attempt at being a little bit more green the the i1 camera does have a built-in lithium battery just like the instant lab uh, our first uh, non-traditional camera from a few years ago also had the built-in lithium battery um, and as a result we make i-type film now that is specifically for the i1 or the instant lab and those film cartridges don't have a battery as we've talked about and before. they cost a little less they're a little, yeah exactly they're can a little you cheaper. use the film with the battery in it you can you can yes. okay yeah. matt and i were out in uh san clemente at the dark room oh, mm-hmm. 
the dark room through this shindig. Dark room is a lab in San Clemente. The process is uh, just about any format Anything. of film. Mm-hmm. When Matt and I went out, Leslie, you did not. I did not. And whenever we go somewhere, Leslie is always the. Even though I'm very much into instant, and so is Matt. Leslie is sort of the ambassador of instant yep. because of, I've done you it that doctor land. You guys have been living. Oh, yeah. There was a gang. Do you remember the the? Oh yeah, oh, hardcore yeah, instant. Yeah. Yeah. Toby that, Hancock. That, that, um, how many people were yeah. there? Oh, Toby. Yeah. Yes. There was like 140 people, and then I would say the West Coast Instant Collective was like mm-hmm. 10 hardcore shooters. Patrick Clark. Patrick Clark. Mm-hmm. There Clark. you go. Yes. Who was shooting eight by ten? He shoots eight by ten. Oh, is it James Eakins? Yeah, it James. Maybe James yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All familiar names. Yeah, yes. we know all these guys. Yeah. So we got there, and it was kind of weird. Everyone kind of like all of a sudden, like all the one ten shooters, like yeah, we we did break out in a little clicks. All the instant shooters yeah. like became like a gang. This is a lab, so I I don't think we expected so many instant shooters. No, we we definitely didn't. But and they came yeah. with their instant lab, and they came with their eight by ten cameras. It was great. It was. Awesome. People were sharing prints by the end of it. It was it was a great Yeah, great and I event. said to myself, oh, my God, we could do this again and just have, like, in one an instant day. Mike, do you know that was that was two years ago already? And oh, do you gosh. remember when we did Findlay and we'd end up with the Polaroid segment at the end at the university? The Polaroid party, yeah. The Polaroid party, and you'd That's like crank my... those 8 by 10s out, and it's just like... I don't have to crank them anymore. I finally have. Did you have an electric oh, you have one? The, the Calumet I, one? Is that uh, what it is? Or? Yeah, I, I decided I wanted to buy a year's worth of film, so I sold it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, those are expensive. Yeah, they shouldn't be, but they are. Yeah. yeah. You guys, like, you, do you guys travel around? Yeah, a bit, yeah. Yeah, here and there. Um, you know, we, we both have had experience working with the wholesale team and, and, you know, visiting stores that carry the product. And, you know, as I mentioned, we do um, in-store events and, you know, trade sales shows. events, trade shows, things like that. So, yeah, we've, we've traveled around a little bit. Um, I actually, in uh, end of September, early October, uh, in Texas, uh, Policon, uh, they had the second annual Policon this year. Policon. Really? Um, yeah, and it was uh, Daniel Rodrigue. Um, Put we it together. <laughs> and, I, I heard about it, but I was like, I'm not. And uh, <laughs> um, Troy Bradford in Texas, yeah. uh, Justin Good, um, uh, Armand. Lee. Yeah, Jason Lee was there. Um, Armand, I can't remember his last name, but he's from Denton Camera Exchange. A solid group of people, kind of like you know the the West Coast people. These people love instant film the same way. And uh, it was three days of events. And one of the things about instant film is, and I've said this, I'm this is kind of maybe a little bit mushy, but it's it's a collective. Uh, connective experience rather it's a connective experience it's not just a product and i say that sometimes to customers when i'm talking about it i mean it brings people together oh my god you know? yes well, being able to take someone's portrait and hand it to them yeah. i think uh, is really a special thing it's definitely a, a community building yeah product. yeah and it's an intimate experience you sure. know i mean to, to have this tangible photo and it's to be able to give it to someone device, yeah, which yeah. is not easy for some people today in yeah. this world yeah human yeah. to human and yeah. our, our early FPP events, like in 2011, oh jeez, I mean they were, uh, like 15 people showed up, tops, yeah. tops, and we had nothing planned other than just we just, walking we just the walk streets. Around. At the end of the day, I was just like, oh, hi, you know, talking to everyone. Hey, people were just like, just so thrilled to hang out with other film shooters. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if we have 12 people or 140; it's always same the same. Vibe. Yeah, it's. it's because it's people that get it, that, yes. get, that yeah. get your your obsession, you know? Yeah, I've yeah. had two of them in Finley, and I always say, what if it rains? It doesn't matter. They stay inside and talk. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah, just, yeah, yeah, they yeah. are just as happy. That was kind of the running gag for a while, too. It wasn't it, Even if we scheduled it in May, it would be like 35 and storming out. Mm-hmm. When we had the Ann Arbor walkabout with FPP, we yes. had, what, 70 people show up? Yeah. My gosh, it was amazing. We had really not the best weather, but everyone hung out there. We went yeah. out at night and did shooting. They were so glad to, mm-hmm. just to have other film shooters. Does it, the, it self-validates in a way, but it also, you're spreading the joy around, too. Yeah. Does the Camera Mall, that awesome store in Ann Arbor, carry instant stuff? Yes, they do. They, they carry Impossible Project film. Yeah, That's great. That's great. Yeah, it's always the same. It's, it's, uh, really, it's really warm and fuzzy. And as you mentioned, it's not just shooting a picture. It's not taking a digital shot. You are experiencing something you can hold and if you're meeting other people once you start posting online and people start following you mm-hmm. people are making like real connections absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. it's, it's, like it's a good gang. community it's, like, it's not a gang it's a club that's right <laughs> so what's available now is 
SX70 film, black and white color. 600 film, black and white in color. Two separate ISOs, two separate cameras. Mm-hmm. Spectra, which is a little bit different size. Yep. But the same ISO as the 600 film. Okay. They don't, Spectra's not interchangeable with other. No. 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 It's just that the film speed is the same, yeah. And I'm sure you get lots of emails. You cannot mix and match Fuji Instax film with any Polaroid cameras. No. no. Or our impossible I1 or no. Instant Doesn't Lab. work. Yeah. yeah. Different technology and... Uh, uh, different different dimensions and, to the and photos throughout the year. Besides the standard white border, uh, you folks will put out some special editions mm-hmm. like colored borders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have the super. Those metallics are beautiful. Yeah, yeah. We tend to do. We we used to do the special editions in all three of the SX seventy six hundred and Spectre format, um, but uh, the the SX seventy special editions in the Spectre they didn't move as well um, because I think the user base is a little bit different from the 600. Yeah. 600. Right. Yeah. So now we really just do this, this special editions in the 600 formats but we did release uh, the Lucky 8 version. When did that come out? Was it December or January? Yeah, it was for the Lunar New Year. Right, so, right. Yeah. Um, and uh, so the Lucky 8 film was a 600 color film with uh, sort of a metallic red frame um, and uh, one gold-framed photo in I every pack. That. I yeah. didn't know that. That's just the randomly. One. That's the lucky yeah. one, yeah. yeah. The yeah. nice thing is, too, that if, you're sh- if you want to shoot a 600, I'm, yeah, 600 in your SX-70 camera, we have the ND filters. So right. If you have you can do the that. special yeah. editions, yes. you can get the ND filter. They're pretty yeah. cheap and reusable, so... Yeah. yeah. What about uh, back in the day? There's also a it was called a, what was it? dry age kit. Is that do you still need that? No, not really. Uh, you know that was in the earlier, especially for the black and white film. Uh, it was, I think, it was something to do with the silver oxidizing. It was in the, silver, in the, more silver based. Yeah, yeah. So the silver would oxidize over time if the if the if the photos didn't dry out sufficiently enough or quickly enough. So you'd get this. Uh, sort of crusty brown, uh, rusty look yeah, they were to rusting. your yeah. It was basically yeah, exactly. It's just moisture is causing this this to rust. Um, so the dry age kit was was silica gel packets and a foil uh, pouch that would help more quickly dry out the photos. The thing of the past now, um, the current black and white. You might you might see a, a slight shift to sepia over time, um, but it's going to be m- much sharper um, black and white, and you're not going to get that. Oxidized yeah. effect, really. Yeah. Generally speaking, is it? Do you think it's a good idea to throw one of those silica packs in? You can get them from. You can get them anywhere, like Uline or any of these. Save them from your last shoes you bought. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've done that in the past. Yeah. Just, I think. It, I mean, it can't. It hurt is what it is. To yeah. control yeah. the moisture, sure. Because yeah. it doesn't like. I mean, humidity yeah, yeah, yeah. in general. So it also depends where, what region of the world you live. Yeah. In. Exactly. Yeah. Humidity and moisture, I think, are, are the killers. So just keep your photos in a cool, dry place. And usually within a, a week or so, they should be cured or dried out. Yeah. And, we yeah. always tell people at my shop, keep them where you like to be. Yeah. Cool and dry. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Rather than in the attic or... Yeah, yeah. Is there anything on the horizon, uh, like a second-generation camera or any other hardware coming down the line? Yeah. we. Uh, I mean, as you know, with the film, we're always improving that and making slight tweaks. And uh, and actually, our COO is, uh, is or CTO, is it CTO? Steve Hurchin, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, at, at the factory. He's former Polaroid uh, guy, and he's now been working with us to kind of bring the film to the, to the current level that it's at and beyond. Um, and uh, so the film is always going to be, we're going to hopefully improve the development time and the light sensitivity over time. Um, and then, yes... Uh, uh, down the line, we're, we are working on uh, on on more cameras. The i1 is just the first of of our our generation of cameras. So yeah. there will be can't get into specifics uh, right now, but yeah, stay tuned for secret. for, <laughs> Top secret. for more developments. Send in five dollars and we'll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, by the way, folks listening, you could send us an email. I should have mentioned this earlier. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. You have a question regarding anything. You have a question for these guys, I'll pass it along to them. Uh, you can email us any time of day. Anytime. It's always open. <laughs> uh, the rest of 2007, 2017, uh, will there be different editions of film or like the different colored borders or still secret? Yeah. There see, will be a few things. There will be a few things in the pipeline for okay. sure. Um, but again, yeah, we can't really 
divulge where too is, much right now. Where is Impossible Worldwide HQ these days? Uh, well, the film is manufactured in Enschede in the Netherlands uh, okay. at the former Polaroid factory, and it's an incredible factory. George and I had the... I had never been, um, and actually, we neither of us had ever I been, but been we, right we were able to go this past summer in August, um, and we got a tour, saw the machinery, saw the layout, um, and it's incredible. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, it's really amazing. Wow. And then our, our head office is in Berlin, Germany. Uh, and then we have our North American office in, in Brooklyn, New York, and then a couple team members in California as well. We're all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does anyone here at the round table? Any, is, did, I, did I miss anything? Uh, Just going over, well, there's the 8x10 film. Oh, 8x10 film. Color in black and white. With the black and white, I've noticed that still needs you know a bit of wiping and everything, and that one that one is probably one you want to dry out a little bit more. Definitely, yeah. The yeah. eight by ten, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, white, I mean, yeah. with the larger surface, yeah, it's going to take a little bit time, more time it's to dry just out keep in a small flat format, and also yeah. in a dry place, yeah. And yeah, until it until it cures, so to speak. Mm-hmm. At our last uh, shindig, uh, which is years ago now in Finlay, you were shooting eight by ten. Was that impossible eight by ten? That was a mix. I had. What was the black and white beta at the time, I think? Mm-hmm. And then I had some 809. 809. I still have one box of 809 that I'm not going to give up to anybody. And then You're not going to sell it on eBay for 1500 bucks. Uh, no, because I'm, I'm, I'm a decent human <laughs> for being. Real? Yeah. I, know, I know that one of the pods is bad. So uh, I mean, white people crazy. They will buy it, but I don't want to be that yeah, person. Yeah, last time I checked, it was a bad film. Yeah. A thousand. I should mention a few things. Uh, first and foremost, we just touched upon it, and people were like, what? What's a day lab? Does the Day Lab still available? Is it called Day Lab? It's the the what is the the piece called where you put your the Instant Lab? The Instant Lab, yeah, yeah. yeah Instant yeah, yeah. Lab, right, right, right. Day, Day Lab's Lab. a different different. Yeah, we'll person. talk about it on another show. Yeah, yeah. there you show. go. The Instant Lab, we do still have that, um, and uh, yeah, that's basically it. Is a camera. It's not a traditional kind of camera. You don't actually take pictures with that device. It's Think of it kind of like a copy stand almost. It takes a digital image from your smartphone or tablet and converts it. Uh, into a, an instant image, basically exposes uh, onto our film from the from your phone screen. I don't like saying it, but it's almost like a printer. You yeah, can, you can think yeah. of it. Yeah. It works yeah. that way, but it's actually a camera. And of course, I didn't ask, but I should because I get emails like every week, and I'm sure you get them every day. Folks are constantly asking about peel apart film. Oh, movie. I'm sure they are. Yeah, yeah we we get those questions a lot too. Uh, it's not going to happen, unfortunately. With you guys? Not with us. No, oh. no. The machinery isn't available. So, yeah, that's a, that's a letdown, but we're yeah. not going to be able to do it. Yeah. People, I think, don't understand what's involved with the with the machinery necessarily. Um, the Polaroid peel-apart film was made in their Mexico factory, which was closed years years and years ago. Um, and machinery destroyed. The machinery was scrapped, yeah. Um, and this is huge, huge machines. Um, you know, the coding machines uh, are probably the size of this room uh, maybe even a little bit bigger uh, for those of you at home who can't see this is 100 square feet yeah it's a pretty decent sized room that we're in <laughs> to paint a picture for you um uh, and then yeah fuji until recently was making it and they discontinued it and and from what i understand they're not interested in selling their machinery so it's just uh, you know unfortunately not in the cards yeah i shouldn't say that it should that it won't happen but not with us unfortunately so we'll folks we'll see we'll see what happens but in the meantime, all things Polaroid, uh, the Impossible Project, uh, as I mentioned, uh, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com for email. And, of course, always check out our show notes written by Alex Laux. Mm-hmm. But it was really great having you guys here. Thank it's you great for to be here. It's a pleasure. Thank and, you. And we haven't had a, what I call our shindig in a very long time. But you know what? I mean, I'm going to keep in touch with you guys. Sure, sure. Yeah. where it is, when it is, okay. and if you can fit it in your schedule. You've seen, a, you've seen it before, and you'll see it again. People coming together who just like they meet you guys. Their your their heads will explode. Like, oh we actually God. did a walk together, George and I, yeah. in October with uh, with some some people who some uh, actually I would say most of the people who came out were new to instant film and they were very excited about yeah, it. So yeah, it was really casual, but it went really well. We had a good turnout. Like I think what. 20, 20 30, 30 people, people yeah, yeah so and if we just walk, walk around. around the park with yeah, us yeah. I, don't, I don't know what the appeal is but <laughs> maybe we'll do, time, we might do that again you know you never know <laughs> was so, it a so. traditional film photo walk pretty much yeah, yeah it, was, it was just uh, it was during polaroid week i think uh, yeah, the last exactly. polaroid week so um the next polaroid week is i believe in april, april. so we we or 16th through 22nd i there think we that's it 
That sounds about right. But and there is no, like the Worldwide Pinhole Camera Day, the Polaroid Day, is there a central place to go or not really? Like, is there a website? For Polaroid Week? Uh, I know there's there's always, like, hashtag collections on exactly, social media. Yeah. Like yeah. Can find stuff Polaroid like. Week has a has an account on Twitter, I think. So I think if you follow them on there, they can give you the dates. And, and there should be a Facebook page, too. So, um, But then we usually tweet about it, too. Our, our, our impossible uh, socials will usually, uh, you know, share information about it. So Great. Uh, so, your guys, what's your guys' schedule like? Traditionally, after a podcast, we all go to some Jersey-oriented foodery. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Sure. <laughs> Let's do it. Foodery like eatery. Right. It's <laughs> a proper Jersey meal. We're going to be hanging out with these guys, and we're going to be, like, squeezing all the secrets out. And then we'll just sneak back here and spill it. We're and do a, a, an <laughs> epilogue show. Yeah. We're going to get them drunk on queen chips. And, uh... <laughs> oh, right. Um, before we go, of course, we're going to step over to our photo area. We're going to take some shots with you guys. Yeah, I please. was just going to yeah. say one thing that we have to do oh, before the, the show is up is, is the sound. Here we, we go. Ready? A, a two-camera salute. Sure. Here we go. Two-camera salute. Ready? <laughs> All right. One, one two, two, three. three. <laughs> you're, shooting, you're shooting. We're shooting different cameras, so yeah. slight delay yeah. <laughs> between the photos. George Weiss, thank you very much. Thank you. Patrick Tobin, thank you very much. Great being here. We'll be back in two weeks. We'll see you soon. Everybody knows